Welcome to Richfield Tiger Talk. I'm your host, Dr. D. Santis, and I've been doing a lot of research on what we should do for our next podcast. And I came across science research at Richfield High School. And joining me today, we got three guests, and I'm going to start with the teacher of the group, Mr. Pat Hughes. He's a physics teacher, dean, and science research teacher at Ridgefield High School. Pat, welcome to the show. Hello, Dr. D. Thank you for having me and us today. Oh, and you have two students with you today, if you want to uh, yes. introduce them to us. All right. So I have Aditi Gupta and Heather Wallace with me today, both students um, in the science research program. Ooh, so Aditi, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I'm a senior at Richfield High School, so I'm excited to be here. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm really looking forward next year to be studying molecular and cellular biology. Uh, that's kind of what I'm focused on. Um, and yeah, so throughout my time in the science research program, I've been studying the impact of artificial sweeteners. Ooh. All right. And then let's go to the next person. Who's Heather? Hi. Uh, I'm also a senior, and I'm looking forward to studying aerospace engineering next year, um, most possibly at Purdue, Ooh. Purdue University. Um, and my research is on micrometeorites and more specifically how to collect them and what what's the best way to do so. Oh, wow. So you got, you guys are doing really basic low level science stuff <laughs> that, you know, just it's like, it's like uh, when they make the volcano with baking soda and vinegar, just kind of stuff like that. Right. You know, microbiology Absolutely. and micrometeorites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. It's amazing to see our awesome students doing this really cool stuff. Uh, well, before we jump into what you guys have been researching, uh, Mr. Hughes, why don't you tell us a little bit about the science research program at the high school? Yeah, I'd love to. So um, this is our 11th year of the program running at the high school. Wow. Yeah, we have students from all four grade levels. Um, we have 28 students total. So we have a really um, broad spectrum of, of students and their interests in science, which is awesome. And um, the whole purpose of the course is that over two or three years, students get to pursue a topic um, that they're passionate about in order to design and conduct uh, original research in that field. Um, so the two students with wow. me today are near the end of their research journey, um, having completed their research, and now they're on to presenting it at fairs and competitions. That's great. And when you mean like original research, it's this isn't like a fancy science report. This is actual research. They Are they connecting with actual researchers at universities and companies? Yeah, so we have a lot of students who find mentors outside of the building, uh, professionals in the field. But you're right, it's original research in that um, one of the requirements is that whatever they're studying is something that has never been done before. So um, they'll be the first human being to discover it is what they're discovering. Wow, that yeah. is so cool. Right here in our own backyard. I know, it's awesome. it's awesome, right? That's so <laughs> awesome. Um, well, for, well, let's let's uh, kind of dive into it. We'll start with you, Didi. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your topic and your research and uh, the findings? Sure. <clears throat> so my official title is Assessing the Impact of Synthetic Sweeteners on Hunger Perception in Drosophila melanogaster. But basically, that just boils down to me seeing if my fruit flies are consuming greater quantities of artificial sweeteners than they are a natural sugar 
like table sugar. Um, ah. So, yeah. So it was really cool because I got to bring in actual, you know, fruit flies to our lab here at RHS. I got to work hands on with them um, and just conceptualizing the project from day one. That was kind of one of my biggest goals you know, entering the program was that I wanted to work with a model organism. I wanted to do actual like in-lab research, something hands-on so I could get that experience under my belt before, you know, graduating and moving on. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, the program gave me that really great opportunity to pick a topic that I'm interested in. Yeah. You know, I've always been interested in nutrition and kind of analyzing the foods that I eat, why we eat the foods that we eat, what are like the important parts of the foods that we eat, what do they give us? And that sort of led me down the path of, you know, studying sugars, are sugars healthy? What parts of sugars are healthy? What are alternatives? What would you say inspired you for this topic? Because what comes to my mind is there's always those conversations where people are like, I'm addicted to diet Coke versus yes. normal Coke or something. You know, you always think about those, like, does the artificial sweetener do something like, was that uh, an inspiration for you or? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's, it's actually quite like a, it's quite prevalent to hear like, you know, you should, you, like you said earlier, like Splenda, it's, it's yeah. you know, coming to hear people being like, oh, Splenda is good for you. You should put Splenda in your coffee or you should put like Stevia in your coffee instead of like actual sugar. And I think especially in modern times with like the rise of social media and things like that, it's very easy to spread information, particularly concerning your diet. And so I think it's a common, it's just a common misconception that, you know, these artificial sweeteners like Stevia, like Splenda yeah. are better for you than sugar. So I wanted to study whether there was any validity to that claim. And I just so cool. That's so cool. All right. And uh, Heather, why don't you tell us about your research? So I got inspired for my topic um, and I will read my official title. <laughs> Engineering a methodology to efficiently and effectively discover and classify micrometeorites. So I originally got inspired by a YouTube video that I found um, from Quantum Magazine saying that uh, it was basically a profile of um, a scientist that I've been in contact with, Dr. Matthew Genji at um, the Imperial College London. And oh, basically wow. it was supposed, it was like a little bit of information on this, on these little um, geologic forms called micrometeorites. Basically they're um, little pieces of asteroids that have broken off from the bigger asteroids in the solar system through like the collisions that they go through. Um, and what makes them really interesting is that the material that asteroids are made of was formed at the beginning of the solar system. And it's kind of just been orbiting and floating around ever since. So by studying these smaller particles um, and sampling, therefore sampling the asteroids in the solar system, we can learn a lot more about our origins and how the planet formed um, and, you know, what our history is here on Earth. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, I always love that stuff. As a physicist myself, I always love the the background of like where things came from. I was really big into planetary physics. Um, and of course, I think now there's a kind of like a new investment in space, right? You know, we have the SpaceX is making a lot of news. I know NASA is trying to get back to the moon as soon as possible. Uh, we have other countries that are doing their own moonshot projects. Uh, I know micrometeorites have been a topic too, but that's more not of studying their com composition, but to protect ourselves from them when we're out in outer space, because these things could be like little fast bullets kind of zooming around. 
Yeah, it was actually kind of funny. Over the course of my research, I found an article about a micrometeorite hitting the James Webb Space Telescope and therefore damaging one of the mirrors. So it was very interesting because it's like these little things that I've they're so that I find so precious that I've been looking yeah. for can actually do some real damage to yeah. other kinds of science. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so cool. So, so what are some of the hurdles that you had to overcome in doing this research? We can start with you, Heather, and then we'll go to uh, Aditi. Yeah, so my biggest hurdle was finding places to collect the micrometeorites. Um, I originally wanted to um, collect them from industrial roofs, uh, oh. you know, like um, the roof of, the, of RHS, um, of like the Danbury Mall, for example, like places that aren't very that aren't cleaned very often and therefore would probably have a lot of accumulation of micrometeorites and other dust. Yeah, places that are not also traveled, like there's not animals on it. And yeah, so, so roofs are, per that's a perfect, that's a perfect spot. Yeah, but unfortunately I couldn't get access to any of those um, buildings because of safety. Um, so I adapted and had to go, therefore go to um, looking in gutters of residential homes, including my own house. So I basically just, I called my neighbor and was like, hey, have you, have you cleaned your gutters recently? <laughs> um, can I clean them for you and like <laughs> take the material back to my lab? Um, so I got permission to do that and I was able to test the collection methods that I'm looking at in a secure way, even though I, it wasn't what was or originally planned. I mean, that's how science works, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, know, you never go with the first plan. You always go with plan C or D. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, what about you, Aditi? What were some of the, the hurdles that you had to overcome? Sure. So I think there were two main hurdles that I was kind of facing. The first was, like Heather said, finding a space to work, mm -hmm. although my issue was a little different. There are a lot of labs, but there aren't as many labs that you that you'd, as you'd think that are specialized in exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. Sort of tied into my next issue, which was finding a model organism that I could work with because it's not that easy to work with organisms as a high school student, like getting approval and things like that. So I looked at a variety of different model organisms trying to figure out what the best one for me would be. Obviously I had to rule out mice pretty quickly because mice are vertebrae. They are incredibly yeah. expensive to work with and incredibly diffi difficult to like get your hands on and yeah. actually study. Um, and then I moved on to considering C. elegans which are essentially these like really tiny microscopic worms. And they contain a lot of really valuable genetic and behavioral information oh, wow. that we can relate to humans. But again, they are super expensive. <laughs> like, the, the microscopes that you need to be able to actually see them, the like incubators and light yeah. setups that you need to be able to keep them alive, really <laughs> kind of hard to access. So then I finally landed on studying Drosophila, which are fruit flies. And those were actually they ended up being the perfect model organism because I could get access to them independently. I could bring them into the high school and there isn't any sort of extra approval that you need in order to work with them. So that was kind of my solution to that. Ah, that is so cool. Yeah. Um, just so, yeah, I wonder if uh, Dr. Green would probably be upset if there's like hundreds of mice running around the building. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, my greatest, my greatest fear was actually releasing a vial of fruit flies into the school. Thanks. Yeah. That didn't happen. I had, yes. <laughs> but I caught it. I caught it. So we're all good. 
Oh boy. <laughs> um, well, this sounds like a really cool course. Like what are some of the other experiences that you guys had in this basically, I would say it's what three year journey? Yeah. 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 Uh, mine was only two years. Um, so I've been only working on it through uh, junior and my senior year now. So it's possible to do it in a shorter amount of time. Um, good to know. I think the greatest experience that stands out to me is like preparing for science fairs um because you never know what the judges are going to ask you so you have to really know your stuff in order to go into one of these things confidently um that's important yeah the communication aspect of it all is really important because obviously people who aren't experts in this field are not going to know what i'm talking about if i'm using all the fancy scientific jargon yeah. so i have to figure out a way to make that accessible to whoever audience I'm presenting to. Um, so that's definitely improved my communication skills and as well as my skills speaking off the cuff because you can't hold your phone in front of your face when you're up there presenting. <laughs> exactly. <on> yeah. <laughs> um, so that that's something I struggled with coming into the program and I've definitely gotten better with it. Yeah, oh, awesome. I, I agree with all that. And I also think that collaboration is a really big aspect of it. You know, you go into it thinking, OK, this is an independent research project, but it's not just you. You know, you're reaching out to mentors, but you're also working with your peers within the classroom. Like while we're preparing for science fairs, we're practicing our presentations in front of the class. So we're all giving each other feedback. We're asking each other questions. And so like building that community within the classroom was also just a new experience because when everyone is so invested in their topic and is so invested in you know this concept of science research you form closer connections through that you know common investment in this project you know you help each other write emails to mentors you help each other you know design your presentations and so it's just become a really wonderful community here yeah it's really oh, that's fun great those of us who are preparing for um, the upcoming science fair, the uh, JSHS, mm -hmm. we have a little group chat. You know, we remind each other of deadlines. <laughs> make sure you get this in. Um, but another part of it is also like connecting across the grade levels. Um, yeah. The third, second, and third years are a big help to the first years as like an example of what you're supposed to be doing. Like we'll often post like email templates or, um, you know. A journal article summary that so they can have an example of like what am I actually supposed to be doing here um, so that's a good resource for them as well oh, that's great and you guys are just getting that collaborative working experience because this is how the real world works right if you're doing research at a lab or for a company or for a university you know you have colleagues and you're all work together you might have maybe your own projects but you're all under some greater umbrella so it's great that you guys are collaborating with each other, helping each other out, keeping everyone on task. That's really, really awesome. Um, I guess like my last two questions are for each of you would be what, what, what were your maybe proudest moments in this research? And uh, did you have like some findings that you might want to share if you're ready to share some of them with us? Um, because this is really, really cool. I, I think both of these are, are, are great research projects. Sure. <clears throat> I can take that first. Mm -hmm. um, so I uh, I think my major finding was that I discovered um, almost a twofold increase in artificial sweetener consumption compared to sucrose wow. consumption with natural sugar. I didn't expect it to be quite that high and I didn't expect all my data to, you know, 
lead quite so perfectly to that conclusion. Just, yeah, every once in a while, it's you're always looking for the oh, is it like a you know a 0.2 increase? Yeah. Is this significant? And then every once in a while, you get some data that's like whoa, okay, that's a big yeah. difference. Yeah, I think my my percent increases ranged from like 60% to 90% with some sweeteners. So that was pretty fantastic. And I think my proudest moment um, throughout this whole process was honestly this past Sunday when I gave my 12-minute presentation virtually for the Connecticut JSHS Science Fair. I think it was just so satisfying to see, you know, these like years of work sort of accumulate into this one 12 minute presentation where I got to share something that I was so excited about with this like panel of judges that were also so excited to hear about it. Like I truly think that was my best research experience ever because it was just such a, it was such a productive presentation. Um, I loved, you know, answering their questions. I loved explaining exactly what I did and I loved explaining why I did it and why I was so excited about it and seeing how they were so interested in what I had to say. I think that was just such a positive experience. That is definitely something to be proud of. And uh, what about you, Heather? Um, I definitely have to go with um, placing first at Connecticut STEM at the Connecticut STEM Fair um, just a few weeks ago uh, for my research and in the physical science category. Um, awesome. It was amazing to see that my research had actually culminated in something real, and that I was, you know, getting the recognition for all of the work that I've done. Um, I think it was mostly encouraging because it can feel like, oh, I'm just a high schooler. I can't really yeah. do like any real change in this field. But when you actually get the acknowledge acknowledgement that you had the opportunity to teach the judges something new or have them, you know, be actually surprised by what you're doing, um, I think that was very rewarding. Uh, I haven't found any micrometeorites yet. I've got like 20 grams of material to sort through uh, yeah. <laughs> and I can only do it a quarter gram at a time. So I've got my work cut out for me as far yeah. as that. Um, but so I don't really have um, concrete results to share, but I feel like the, the moment when I find my first micrometeorite and it's like confirmed by my mentor and everything, that's definitely going to be one of my proudest moments. Oh, that is so cool. That is so cool. And I, I think both of you have not only bright futures in front of you, but I think, uh, the work that you're doing is making everyone's future brighter because it just, it, no, it really is. It's, it's the illumination of knowledge to all, right. Is, is doing these types of, of things. Um, I actually go back to uh, Mr. Hughes. Uh, if, Who, if, wait, me? You yeah, want to again? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but before we close out the show, if, if parents are listening to this or maybe prospective students who are in middle school coming up, or maybe they're freshmen or sophomores, what, what would be kind of like a description you'd want to give for science research for someone who might be interested in this? Yeah, well, um, I think, you know, listening to Aditi and Heather, you probably get the idea that um, they're passionate about their topics and they love it. And they could not have probably planned where they are right now when they first started, but they were passionate enough interested enough where they followed their journey and now they're here. So, um, you know, we're interested in, in any student who likes science. And if any student who likes science wants to join the program and pursue something that they're passionate about, then yeah, we'll, we'll take them. Um, and we, we also don't know where their journey is going to end them up. Um, but it's just a, it's an awesome 
I don't know, ride, I guess. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but about, like, I didn't even need to be here. You, you saw how amazing these two students are, but I yes. want to take a moment to brag quickly. So um, <laughs> Aditi is one of 17 students selected uh, from the state of Connecticut for an oral presentation at JSHS. That's what she was referring to with the, the virtual oh, judging. Awesome. And we're going to the, the in-person fair on, on Saturday. Heather is one of 20 students selected as a poster presenter, but we also have um, two other students from Bridgefield High School that were selected as poster presenters. So that puts us at three out of 20 for the state of Connecticut. So wow. um, this is our March madness as far as science fairs go. <laughs> like we're in, this is peak season. Um, you know, we're going to JSHS on Saturday and then next week is the Connecticut Science and Engineering Fair uh, where we have 16 students competing. Uh, it's all like it's really exciting stuff. And I think it's a great sort of um, ending to uh, their completed research and then being able to share what they've worked on for, for so long. That's amazing. So cool. So cool. And both of you should be very proud. The whole the whole uh, science research course should be very proud. Um, and yeah, thank you again for just taking the time out of your very busy day. By the way, we're recording this. They are in school right now. Hopefully this is a free period for both of you. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, thank you for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to, to talk with us. And just so the community knows all the really cool things that are happening in our schools. I also want to thank our amazing audience. If you're listening to this, I already got you. Let everyone in Ridgefield know that the number one podcast is Ridgefield Tiger Talk. Just use any podcasting app. Uh, I'm currently using Podverse. I really like that app, but you could just use the normal Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on TuneIn Radio. We're everywhere. Fine podcasts can be procured. Uh, and I just want to thank Heather and Aditi for, for joining us on the show today. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Mr. Hughes uh, for setting this all up. Thank you, Mr. Hughes. Thank you, Dr. D. Appreciate it. All right. And uh, I just want to thank our wonderful audience for listening. This is Dr. D signing off.